Have you checked out the new Brian Nichols Show collection over at Proud Libertarian? Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and you can grab some amazing Liberty swag that will definitely help pique some interest from our good ideas don't require force snapbacks, Alexa overthrow the government t-shirts, question everything mugs, and of course our ever popular don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. The Brian Nichols Show shop over at Proud Libertarian has all the Liberty swag you need. And hey, if you're looking for more awesome Liberty apparel, check out the rest of the amazing Proud Libertarian store while you're over there. And be sure to use code TBNS at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. That's right, 10% off your entire order from Proud Libertarian, including everything over at the Brian Nichols Show shop. And all you have to use is code TBNS at checkout. One more time, head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop and check out the brand new Brian Nichols Show store over at Proud Libertarian and use code TBNS at checkout for 10% off your entire order. We can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C level executives to help them future proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to the liberty movement. You start to ask questions that piques interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. (laughs) Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Folks, happy Wednesday. We are already halfway through the week somehow. And I am, of course, your humble host, Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Did you enjoy yesterday's episode? We're doing marketing one-on-one with Chris Goizetta. He got to speak to you guys, and hopefully you're enjoying those episodes. Make sure you, you hit subscribe. He'll be giving you another one-on-one there on, uh, on Thursday. Of course, all things marketing. But today, we are going back to our interviews, and we are having a conversation with a returning guest, and it's a good friend, one Trent Ortner. Now, you might be remembering Trent as the guy from the Redacted Caucus. Well, he's part of Voices Against Tyranny. They have recently rebranded, and they are going to be leading a new protest taking place over on October 11th, focused on college students standing up against the insane mandates. Insane mandates? What are you talking about, Brian? They're college students in college. It can't be that bad, right? No, go listen to today's episode and hear what these colleges are going to do to kids if they're not getting vaccinated. It's kind of shocking. Um, Is it though? It's 2021. I guess really nothing is too shocking nowadays. So with that being said, on to today's episode, Trent Ortner. Hey, Brian, what's going on, buddy? Not much, Trent. It's been a hot sec since we had you on the show last time. How has all been in the world of Trent Ortner? Well, uh, my organization, we've, we've grown and grown and grown. We've rebranded. Um, we had some naming disputes that was going on with my former partner. So we just decided to drop the name. And we rebranded to Voices Against Tyranny. We're a uh, carry committee, and we are also a political caucus. Uh, we're, we're growing a media brand and a media conglomerate. We're putting together a uh, profile of like seven different podcasts that are going to be running soon, and we're going to try to do a news segment every day. Wow, every day. Now, I'm going to just 
elephant in the room, right? Because we just went daily here at the program. It's a lot. So strap in. It's a lot of fun, though, because you do get the chance to build the audience in a different way. I've had the chance now with my three extra shows, having both Jeremy and Chris here on the sales and marketing shows, be able to do one-on-ones with the audience. But also, I'm going back. I'm having some old guests come back on the program and do a one-on-one with you guys. Talk about things that they're curious about. So yes, the the podcasting medium, Trent, exclusively from a marketing sales perspective, it's one of the best ways to build not only an audience, but to build a network. And I think, let, let's kind of focus on what you guys are doing right now over at Voices Against Tyranny. You're building a network of like-minded people who are focused on, in this case, standing up against mandates now you had reached out to me actually originally to discuss what's going to be taking place over on october 11th and it's going to be for every not just one not just two every university in the united states october 11th is a national anti-mandate protest what led you to build this network of folks standing against these mandates specifically trent on college campuses well you know the, like you were talking, you know, the podcasting medium is taking off and the medium is the message. Well, the message we're trying to carry over is that you have to stand up now to be able to combat what's coming in the future. Like th- this may seem like a, a, a menial little thing, uh, you know, getting a shot to go to school. But the fact that they are forcing college students to have to get something with this that a lot of them aren't comfortable getting in order to get an education that they are paying for is just it's beyond belief. I, 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 and so there are a lot of colleges out there. There's a Quinnipiac university in Connecticut are going to start fining students $200 if they don't, and they'll lose Wi-Fi access if they don't get um, comply. Um, Rutgers, we're working with uh, Sarah Rossi. You know, she's done a lot of good work over there with uh, the, the the mandates that they were the ori- they originally tried to start. They were the first university to do it, but now they're going to start disconnecting school emails and denying people to even come on campus if they don't have it. Ohio State has a mandate that if you don't do it by November fifteenth, they are go they're going to lose all class eligibility and not and lose electronic resources for those classes. What? Time out. Okay. So this is probably news to a majority of people. Like we've heard the mandates. We've heard, you know, if you want to be able to go back to school, you got to get your vaccine. But I don't think people have heard just, you know, the extra parts, the losing your Wi-Fi because you're not vaccinated. Like this, this is a morphing trend. It's not, this is not the, the approach that the quote unquote good guys take. I'm sorry. And all, all of them are going to every, every university that we've seen so far that is, that is instituting these mandates are going to deny any on campus housing. So these 18 and 19 year old kids coming from across the country aren't going to have anywhere to live. <laughs> what? So who <laughs> let's, 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 let's focus now. Right. Cause this is, this is piquing my interest and it's getting my blood boiling a little bit. This is coming from top down, it sounds like, right? These these universities are, are, I guess, are standing against what you would think would be the, the will of the students. Where is this coming from, though? Is it the actual administrators or the professors? This is, this is from the from the university heads, from the board of directors and the people that, that uh, run any kind of policy control in these universities. 
Um, we think it's coming from the, the federal government. We think that the federal government are probably putting pressure on these top administrators in these colleges, you know, uh, restricting federal funding and threatening them with um, a blockade of federal uh, money. And that's how, that, that, so, you know, that's multi-billion dollars that they're going to lose. And so these universities don't want to walk away from that. <laughs> Can you blame them? I mean, think no, about it, right? No. I mean, the incentive structures, we talk about this all the time in the Liberty world, incentive structures are real. So if we're going to pretend that college administrators, college faculty, that they're not playing the same incentive structure game. Well, I have a nice bridge somewhere in Alaska to sell you, but that's not the point. The point being, though, is that you look at who is this actually impacting? You raise it up. You have 18 and 19 year old kids who are quite literally flying in some cases across the country, dare I say across the world to go to school only to be told if you aren't vaccinated, not only will you not have Wi-Fi, not have access to schools, now you're not even going to have a place to stay. There's very real long-term implications of this, but there's also very real short-term implications, Trent, essential versus non-essential. You're vaccinated versus non-vaccinated. Well, I'm sorry. I guess you don't have a place to stay when you're paying for the place going to college of all places. Right. And, you know, this is is how, uh, like, you know, going back to our name, tyranny, this is how tyrannical institutions take hold is they start mandating these policies that separate and divide and alienate people. And so, you know, I, I'm vaccinated. I'm pro-vaccine. Most of us are vaccinated and pro-vaccine, but we're against the fact that you they, they're forcing these people to get something in order for them to be a part of the rest of the crowd or be a part of the rest of the um, free people in, in, in that state. And, you know, it, it, it's a president that is going to be set. And if we let, allow it to be set now, it's going to affect generations to come. It's going to allow other presidents to be set because they're going to go back and look back and be like, well, you know, we did it to colleges and it worked in colleges, so we can institute it in this. You said the part of the team, right? Excuse me there, the cough. Uh, the part of the team mentality. That's interesting. I just watched Lego movie. Last night for the, the like 30th rewatch. Yeah. And the reason I love like a movie. Why? Because it is an overtly libertarian movie. And, and I'm going to do a special at this sometime in the future, talking about the underlying themes in different movies, specifically Lego movie. But you you hear, I mean, goodness, the, the one song that they sing throughout the entirety of the song. Everything is awesome when you're part of a team. Yeah. And part of the Lego movie, no spoilers, guys, it's been out since 2014, for crying out loud, um, <laughs> is that you have uh, president business. And it sounds, you know, oh, business is the bad guy. But actually, what happens is you have president business who has taken over the government and now is going to instill his vision of perfection. Right. right. And and what he does is he does this through the notion and the mentality of, well, we're all on the same team, guys. You're part of the team. This is what yields success is doing what's good without thinking about yourself ever for the the benefit of the team. You see this mentality, Trent, very quickly translate over into academia, into, I would dare say, progressivism. You see a lot of folks on the left and I, I say left also academia almost synonymously because they are so often left leaning. But you do see this mentality, right? That this this collective hive mentality is not only the answer, it's the common sense answer. Where where are we missing 
some of our friends there on the left, Trent, when they're approaching society through this collective lens? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, that's funny because I, I I hold a whole lot of liberal um, ideals. Like there's a lot of things that I, I stand for that are liberal. Like I, I'm pro-choice and I'm pro um, I'm, I'm, I'm pro vaccine, but I'm, a, I'm against the mandates and I, I'm pro, I'm pro, uh, you know, anything, you know, there are liberal things that go on, but allowing them to institute this sort of hive mentality at the very baseline of, uh, growth as an adult, where it's going to carry on further and further and further generations where it's, you know, you know, this generation right here, that's going to college, it's being institution. And then once they go through, then the, the next generation behind them, it's, it's going to be common practice and nobody's going to think twice about it. And then once you do that, you are able to indoctrinate on and on and on. And we've already seen that happen with the radical left and a lot of college students that have existed in the last 10 years, like that, that go out there and are out on the streets protesting. But they're not protesting for themselves. They're protesting this team and hive mentality that, that, that they've they've been taught and they've been taught to uh, to stick together and to fight against people that, you know, that are different from them. That's the biggest problem is it's, 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 it's the alienation is fighting against people and pushing people away that are different than you. Did you see Randy Gar- uh, Weingartner's tweet? No, no. So she had said, well, we didn't use to let our kids deal with this, right? Our kids and now they're bringing the battle to our kids. Now she's talking about the public schooling system, the mentality that they're our kids, right? This collective mind. Yeah, yeah. You see this a lot. And the, the language that they, they speak when they're talking about certain issues, it almost is, is signaling to that mentality. Yeah. So I think we have to reverse engineer almost, Trent. And let's kind of go back to, you know, why you're on the show. And that is because you see that this hive, <clears throat> excuse me, this hive mentality, man, I got a frog in my throat today. This hive mentality has been fostering in these places of higher education, specifically academia. Yeah. And what's happening? Now you're having the direct implications of these policies hitting the very person and people that they should be trying to help, the students. Yeah. And now you're starting to see, instead of this kind of academic uh, mentality where the professor is working with the student and there's a symbiotic relationship. That the professor is going to be able to almost, I don't want to say brainwash, but move this, this student towards this high mentality. Now a lot of students are entering into college instantly with their defenses up exclusively because of what's happening. That's fascinating, Trent. And I'm actually kind of curious if this is going to maybe break down this cycle of perpetual leftism coming out of our schools. It, it, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's starting in the high schools too. Like it's, it's, it's starting, it, you know, it, I, my, my, my stepson's in high school. This is the first year this year and they're, they're already um, trying to alienate kids that aren't getting vaccinated there. And it's, they're, they're teaching it younger and younger and younger. And it goes like back in, back in when, when Hitler, uh, when, when the, the third Reich was around their, their philosophy was to, Start at the young child, start at the child and move to the adult. If you can, if you can train the child and make them into what you want it to be, 
you can train all of the adults that come after them to be exactly what you want them to be. It's, it's, uh, quick. It's not, it's a quick way to start a long-term process, but the left, the radical left, I, I mean, th this, this is, this is right in, in, in their, in, in their playbook. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that it, it, it's disbanding the radical left. I think that it's empowering them. They, they claim to be something that they're not. And it's something that that's, that's gone on for centuries is like, you know, the, the, the left will claim to be, well, we're not anti-slave. We're not anti this, but they really are. And like, you know, they, they, they push these messages of not accepting people that have differing views than them. Like they call, they, they call people that believe that, that, that follow Trump or any, anything right wing insurgents. They're terrorists. They're labeling, labeling people like me terrorists, domestic violent terrorists, because we don't agree with the way the system is being enacted. <sighs> Remember back in the good old days, Trent, when you'd drive past a progressive coexist bumper sticker and you'd smile to yourself. Can you wow. say, oh, really? You want to live with me? And now I see it. I'm like, nope, they don't. They'd no. much rather say, I mean, we see Joe Rogan. He gets COVID and he says he uses that one drug that I'm not going to say the name on because I don't want to get my show banned today. Um, And he's better in three days. And yet, dude, I don't know if you noticed this, but the vitriol especially from the left. And this is, it was shocking. It was truly shocking. Like there are people who were ad, ad, openly advocating. There we go. That was hard to say. Openly advocating for him to perish because yeah. prove their point. It, he would get what he had coming to him. And that was the mentality. I, I had a really good, one of my best friends did the exact same thing that Joe did. And it's same exact same result. Like, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that to, to follow, follow the lead here. Like, I swear to God, I can show you proof. Like it, it, it's the same result. Well, and this is why it's so important for us to make sure that we are speaking out, especially when we're seeing things that are wrong. So let's go back to, I truly back to why you're on the show talking about that October 11th event, the anti-mandate protest. So it's everywhere. So what yeah. do kids, students have to do in order to take part in this one day nationwide day of protest? Right now we're using uh, the youth against, or, uh, I'm sorry, um, YAL, um, and we're using Students for Liberty. Um, that We're using their infrastructure to help push the message down to each ind individual university. Um we're right now we're trying to get exposure. I'm working with, I'm working with two media sources that are going to cover the protest. And we're, uh, basically we're just trying to, it doesn't have, we, we say every university, but we know, you know, you know, reasonably that's impossible, but we are going to get a very large portion. That is, that is our drive is to get as many people as we can in one day to stand up and say, this is our life. This is, my body, my choice. Like I hear that all the time from the left, my body, my choice. But now that when somebody wants to do it in, in regards to vaccination, it's like, no, 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 it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't apply to that. It doesn't apply to that. I, I, I laugh because I, so for the Patreon, um, we just did Chris Goizetta, Jeremy Todd and I, we did a trio episode over there. And um, yeah, we were just talking about how um, you all of a sudden heard that, that mantra, my body, my choice suspiciously absent of the yeah. Texas uh, abortion conversation, maybe because of what's going on in the world right now. I don't know, but it is funny how all of a sudden that, that argument, the, my body, my choice 
was just nowhere to be found in an era of COVID. Yeah, poof. It's, it's amazing how things like that happen. But uh, how about this, Trent? Because we are a sales-focused show, and we're trying to show people that there are positive outcomes there to help solve the problems they see in their, their surrounding areas and in their life. So let's kind of focus the end of the conversation today on the positive outcomes. What is the goal of this anti-mandate protest? Is it just to get people fired up, or are we actually trying to get some people's lives better here? One, one starting out is, yes, to get people fired up. It's to get people feeling like they're not alone, knowing that you, that you don't have to follow along in, in response to what your school's policy is making in order for you to get an education. We want people to feel like they have somebody that can support them and advocate for them and that, that, that we're building the antithesis for their team uh, hive mentality where we're coming back and saying like, no, we're, we're different. We don't feel like this is something that you can force us to do. It is not right for you to tell me that I have to put this medicine in my body that I don't trust, or I don't, I don't, I don't trust the, the research on it, or there isn't enough research on it. And that's, that's the whole vocal point right there is people just don't feel like they can inject something in their body that they don't know about. I mean, how, how unreasonable is that to, to, to think that way? That when somebody is your government who have lied to you for your whole life is telling you, but this time it's okay. This time it's right. This time it's good. You should do it this time. But people know, you know, the people are scared and they, they, there are millions, millions and millions of people that aren't getting the vaccine because they don't trust what they are being told the mainstream media and the ma- mainstream media, their whole ideal and, and philosophy is to, is to batter down on anybody that says that um, anything against their narrative. Like you were talking just a minute ago, Brian, about the, the, you know, that redacted word that we're not going to use. You, you can't use that, that word now because the pharmaceutical companies are here are, are pushing so hard to say that we're going to pull funding. We're going to pull funding here. We're, we're not, if you, if you use this against what we're trying to push, the, the, the Pfizer vaccine and the, the Moderna vaccine and the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is a multi-billion dollar industry just in this quarter alone. The next two quarters, it's going to increase, you know, incredibly. Now there's a third dose. There's going to be a, probably be a fourth dose. We're probably going to have to get boosters every six to nine months. Um, <laughs> so people aren't, people are starting the, the, the positive side though, is that there are millions of people that are starting to see the bullshit and they're starting to actually think, wait, no, this doesn't feel right. And you're, we're getting that, that, that backdraft from the, the government's mandated policymakers that are, that are sitting there pushing this idea and this agenda where they have their followers, but then they have this whole se- separate section of people that we have been as, as libertarians that we have been targeting and trying to get to go and do something against what we're being forced to do. And going back to the abortion thing too, that's another mandate that we're, we're, we're going to start fighting. We're, we're going to, we're going to, I'm starting to organize stuff here in Texas. I live in Texas and I'm starting to work with the libertarian party of Texas to organize stuff here, to get stuff going to, fight back against this. The government's offering people $10,000 to inform, inform on people that get abortions. But you know, that that's another story. Um, the whole thing is 
once you allow these mandates and things to be set in place and to be become natural, then the other forced injections of policy can be will, will become natural too, and it will grow and grow and grow to the point to where everything you do is dictated by what your but what big government tells you to do. And that's what that we're, we're fighting the first battle right here on the ground against against the injections. Trent, as if that could happen here. Like, are we going to see quarantine camps and complete society shut down in the 21st century? Oh, wait, I'm sorry, Australia. I didn't mean to talk about you like that without you knowing. Yeah, uh, it's happening. And you need to wake up, folks. If you're not paying attention, I know I tweet it all the time. Do you get it yet? Like it is happening right now. And, and if you're not going to stand up and fight back, well, please don't be a useful idiot. Get out of the way. Like, like I, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the adjunct Cato scholars telling folks why mandates are actually a libertarian position. No, what? Oh God, no, no, no more. And also when the, the narrative, I mean, this episode is going to be airing tomorrow as we record here on Tuesday, Trent, but like we just heard that the entire narrative about how, uh, the the actual uh, what bat virus got out is that what it was it was a bat a bite by a bat or yeah, something like that, that. That's, oh that, that's what they insta yeah, that, yeah well guess what rumor is and by rumor I mean the Intercept just released an entire uh, article where they went through nine hundred plus pages through the FOIA documentation process that basically shows guess what Rand Paul was right uh, I know we had an episode with Kenny Cody a couple of weeks ago Ron Paul was right well today Rand Paul was right yeah. and uh, what was he was right about he called out Fauci saying, hey, did we by chance have any of our tax dollars going yeah, from the yeah, NIH yeah, to the yeah. uh, Wuhan uh, yeah. virology lab? And he's they like, had, they had scientists working together. They had they, they were they were working on joint projects together. No, no, he oh, says yeah. Fauci. He, he says, no, of course not. You don't know what you're talking. Frankly, you don't know what you're talking about, Senator Paul. Like that's <laughs> that was the approach. And guess what? They just found out that those claims from Dr. Fauci and the rest of the NIH were entirely untruthful. What? I'm sorry. I was told that if I even raised up uh, the idea that this got released from a lab, that I'm a conspiracy theorist, my ideas are dangerous, and that I shouldn't be a person anymore. Actually, you know what, Brian? You should be unpersoned. You shouldn't be able to be online. You shouldn't be able to access your bank. You shouldn't be able to do anything that an average person does. And by the way, we're going to make sure that you can't go to restaurants. You can't go out into public. You, you, You can't be a person anymore. And that's been the mentality that a lot of people have taken even back as little as a year ago. But the things that we were saying a year ago that were conspiracy theories are now becoming headline news in 2021 trend. It's truly mystifying how this seems to happen and only on one side of the aisle. And, you know, <laughs> right on the head. I mean, it, it, it blows my mind because, you know, I, I used to dabble in conspiracy theories and I used to be like, you know, I, I used I used to, you know, question because that, 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 that's where it starts is when you start questioning things. And that's when you what you got to do as natural human beings and people that are questioning authority is always question it, always have some 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 other argument to think, well, what if? And, you know, the the the, the days of Alex Jones yelling at the radio and people calling him an idiot are gone. I mean, he is a very volatile, crazy person, but he there is a lot of truth in the stuff that he is preaching about. 
And it goes on and on and on to these people that they have misrepresented and thrown to the side and, and kept them in this little little section of crazy conspiracy theorist uh, news people that you should be careful to listen to. But listen to us. Listen to us. But, you know, if, they, if, they, if you listen to them, make sure you question what they're doing. Well, Trent, it's easy. It's easy to build the straw man when the guy you're building the straw man is, or turn the freaking frogs gay. Like, that's yeah. easy yeah. to go ahead and build up as, look at this guy. He's crazy. And it's it, that's not the, the reality, though. And I think what you're finding, and your average person really noticed this, if they were paying attention especially, Dr. Gupta, like Scott Gottlieb, these aren't radicals. Dr. Bhattacharya, no, like what do we, who, they're from Harvard and, and yeah. Yale and like we, we have yeah. top epidemiologists and you're saying that they're Alex Jones? What they're are you doing? Crazy. I had Eli Klein on the show. He's a Democrat business owner from New York City fighting back against the uh, the lockdowns and mandates in, in New York City. And he's a lifelong Democrat. And he said, Brian, you know, my faith's been shaken because I saw what happened when the people that I voted for had all the power and they had a crisis that they were not going to go and let it go to waste. So now I think, you know, we have a chance to take those people who are saying mm, something's up and and speak to them. So here we're going to have two action items for the audience today beyond obviously helping support a month from now, October 11th, the uh, the national day of protest against these mandates, but two uh, two shop items that you guys got to go ahead and, and purchase over at the Brian Nichols Show Shop. I'm Proud Libertarian. Number one, something from the Question Everything series, uh, yeah. because, yeah, you got to start questioning everything. And number two, our awesome Stop Trusting Government Bureaucrats t-shirt, because uh, that right now, I think, is number one. And number two, what is top of mind? People are, in fact, starting to question everything, uh, and rightfully so. And also, they are starting to realize that Maybe these government bureaucrats that we have never elected and they just exist and are there in government for decades and they don't face elections or really any consequences of any sort. And then they can just willy nilly set policy, you know, like a rent uh, eviction moratorium or you know, just locking people down in their homes. Oh, you know, just randomly. Uh, it's fun. It's a, it's a great load of fun. So uh, with that being said, Trent, obviously we want to go ahead and make sure we're pointing people the right way if they want to learn more about this national day of protest and of course they want to go ahead and forget all the negative things i talked about today so with that being said coming up here october 11th we do have that national anti-mandate protest but folks want to go ahead and learn more trent where can they go ahead and check you out we are on twitter at untyranny caucus and um if you have any questions or any concerns or if you want to help organize or help plan your your local areas Feel free, to, feel free to PM me. Um, I will have one of my, my my social media guys will get it, and and they will they will get the message to me, and we will start working on it. And we will get you in the loop, and we'll get you involved. Um, we also have our website at untyranny.com. It's U N T Y R A N N Y untyranny. Um, and that is where we are best reached at. Uh, you, you can feel free to email me too at T O R T N E R at untyranny.com. Uh, my first, my first initial and my last name at untyranny.com. And that is, that's ba basically where we're at. We have a good team right now we're building and we're organizing what, like I said, we're using the YAL and the SFL infrastructure to help, uh, delegate down and, uh, 
get these students to start standing up, you know, just, just to show up and say, Hey, I don't feel right about this. You know, it, it take, it take that, that, that's the first step. And like I said, one thing that I, that I'm really excited about is the millions and millions of people that haven't gotten vaccinated and are starting to question the authority that is there. I've been doing a lot of statistics and the last 12 years, uh, 37 to 41% of our country hasn't voted. And that's the people that we're looking at right now, that that majority, that silent majority of people that are, 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 are questioning these vaccines to get them riled up and get them will, willing to work and get in their communities and get on the streets and talk about these things that they just don't agree with. You are not alone. I think that's going to be the, uh, the episode yeah. today, Trent, because at the end of the day, people want to know they're not alone so with that being said if folks you want to go ahead and check out more from the voices against tyranny and learn more about trends go ahead click the show notes uh you can click the little artwork it'll bring you right to the website page and you'll go to trench bio check out all of his links there but with that being said trent ortner thank you as always for joining us here on today's episode of the brian show thank you brian i enjoyed it i'll always love talking to you man who doesn't like going out and having a glass of wine and celebrating liberty Well, if you're in Alameda County, don't worry. I have an amazing event for you coming up on Sunday, October 3rd at 1 p.m., the 15th annual Wine and Liberty Celebration at Westover Vineyards Winery, sponsored by the Libertarian Party of Alameda County. Questions, email Elizabeth Stump, LPAC, Vice Chair at vicechair at lpac.us. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Trent Ortner, October 11th. Make sure you have it down on your calendars, college kids. I know there's a lot of Gen Zers who listen to the show, so make sure if you're in college, sync up with your Young Americans for Liberty or Students for Liberty organizations. And yes, make sure you take a stand October 11th across the United States. Uh, If you enjoyed the episode, please do me a solid share and make sure you give yours truly and Trent a tag. You can tag me at B Nichols Liberty. But with that being said, coming up on Thursday. Yes, I mentioned it in the intro. Chris Goizetta, he returns to the program. Another one-on-one with you guys talking all things marketing. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Trent Ortner. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at Liberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.